Hey everyone, my name is Jason. Welcome back to the podcast. And today we're going to be talking about renting versus buying. Should you rent or should you buy? And this is when it comes to houses, your place of residence. And so the way I want to talk about this and what got me thinking about this was a conversation that I had with somebody. And I was just thinking about that conversation today. And you'll have to forgive me. I am all stuffy today. So I hope that's not coming through too bad. So if you hear me sniffling, that's what it is. But the show must go on. So about five years ago, maybe six or seven years ago, I talked to a lady that I know who is a single mom. And she was renting. She has a good job. And I asked her, why are you renting? Why don't you buy a house? And I said, if you got a FHA loan and you put 3.5% down, you could own a house. And she said, oh, I just, I would rather rent. It's a lot easier to rent. And if I have a problem, I can just call the landlord. So we talked about the benefits of buying a little bit. And to this day, she's still renting. And the problem is, and I talked to her about this before, inflation and rent prices and all that stuff it's not a fixed cost when you're renting so it's going to go up and here we are in the middle of inflation and in the middle of rent prices skyrocketing and this single mom is in a bad position and so let's talk a little bit about how to avoid that let's talk about what it looks like for somebody who buys so When my wife and I got married, we were brand new and we bought a house. And it was a fixed interest rate and the house house payment was $745, I think. We something like that. Let's just say $800. Make it easy. Now let's do the math on this. Moving forward about 10 years later, we moved out because the prices went up in 2008 of houses and then they came crashing down. And when they came crashing down, we went and looked at a house that was about a little over two times or two and a half times the size of the house that we are living in. And it was so cheap. We just couldn't understand not buying. So we saved up a little bit of money for a down payment and we, we bought that house, but we kept our other house as a rental. So let's look at what's happened. Market prices have gone up for rents, right? And now the house that we originally bought and lived in and the fixed payment was like $800 a month. The market rent for that house right now is $1,800 a month. Okay. So your landlord is making money off of you when you rent. And 10 or 20 years from now, that rent will probably be $3,000 for it. It doesn't matter, even though the fixed price is $800 a month for paying. The only thing that makes that go up is when taxes go up. And keep in mind that even without um, this crazy inflationary rate that we have right now, real estate always goes up. So some of the benefits to buying is... You get the equity that's in the house. You, If you decide to move, if and you might not know this, but if you buy a house and move into it and you live there for three years as your primary residence and 
the value of the house goes up and equity goes up and you decide you're going to move somewhere else and you sell the house all that equity you can take out because you're it's it's the profit from buying that house and you don't have to pay taxes on it if you've lived there three years now check with the cpa tax laws change all the time but when we moved out of our second house and we bought our third house we had over a hundred thousand dollars in equity because we had bought it so cheap and we just took that cash with us we used it for a down payment we used it for new air conditioning units um, on our rental and on our new house coming in we used it for furniture we used it for whatever we wanted to use it for so keep that in mind and then the other thing about renting is if you've always rented and it makes you nervous to buy i want to go through some of the line items that you're going to have to take care of if you buy a house okay and make you a little less nervous about it so when we're renting our our rental to somebody and as a renter they call and say oh the plumbing is messed up the toilet won't flush whatever all right we do one of two things if it sounds like a problem that i can fix i usually go fix it maybe it means i use a plunger so if you're a renter oh no you're gonna have to use your own plunger or snake the the bathroom yourself which you probably already do before you call your landlord anyway if that doesn't work i call a plumber and i pay the bill for the plumber okay so what that's plumbing that's how you take care of plumbing if i have an electrical issue which rarely ever happens i mean electric is pretty simple things don't usually go out with electrical but if i do have an electrical issue i call an electrician and they go out and fix it okay so that's how you fix plumbing and electric all right what else is there i mean oh air conditioning if the air conditioning unit goes out i call an air conditioner guy and they come out and guess what because i'm the one making the calls because you might think oh as a renter well i don't know an ac person they'll rip me off though what you know what you work through ac people till you find somebody you like i have someone that i've been working with for 20 years i trust the guy 19 years i'm about to be married for 19 years this week it's my anniversary so that's how long i know i've been working with my air conditioning person i trust them they go out they fix it they send me a bill and yes you have to pay those bills but you might have to pay a little bit here and there but when you think about the fact that your uh, landlord is upcharging you whatever they're paying if they're if you're paying fifteen hundred dollars a month in rent and your landlord knows what they're doing they're not paying fifteen hundred dollars a month for that residence that you're renting they're probably paying a thousand dollars a month or twelve hundred or eight hundred you know it whatever it is you are being upcharged more anyway so you will have money for these little things and then the big things the big line items the only big line items really of a house are the roof which is huge and the air conditioning units when they completely fail and you need to replace them but you have a house you have equity if you get in a bind you can go to the bank and take out equity in your house and refinance or do whatever you need to do worst case scenario and you can get that taken care of oh and then appliances and appliances you know same thing if you're managing your money well you're going to be paying less in rent than you would 
for buying the house. Now, here's the other thing that happens with rent. As I've said, we moved out of our primary residence and now we're using it as rental income. And, you know, if we're not making a whole lot right now because, well, it gives you some options. Right now, we're renting it to our newly married oldest daughter and her husband. And we're renting it at just a little bit over cost so we can cover um, some of the taxes and stuff. So I think they're renting it for, I don't know, like eight or nine hundred bucks. I don't even, I don't know. They send a check to my wife or Cash App or something. But the point is, it gives you options. It's a way to help them get on their feet and get established. And they're not paying eighteen hundred dollars in rent, even though that's the market rent. And with inflation going up and all that kind of stuff so far to this point we haven't had to increase their rent i don't have to worry about my rent's going to go up a thousand dollars next month or when my lease is up or whatever you know we can we can work with them because we own the house and that's been a really cool thing to do for my daughter and and i assume as my other kids get older they'll probably want to have some kind of deal like that too and it's just neat to be able to do that on top of that we've looked at like our our retirement for working for we're in education and it's so funny that we work our butts off for our entire life and our retirement is really because it's a percentage of our income it's not going to be that great but then we have this little rental house that when it's paid off it's going to be all income and it's going to probably be the same amount that we'll get from rent as income will be the same amount we get from the state for working 30 years. It's not a good plan. I mean, if I could do it all over again, I probably would have moved every three years or saved up money and moved every time I could put another three and a half percent down on a bread and butter, three bedroom, two bath house. And I would have bought two or three or four of them in the first like 10 years that we were married. And then at that point, I would have looked at moving into a house that we really like so that when we got to retirement, we'd have three or four houses that were completely paid for and providing income. Looking back, that's what I would do. Anyway, so if you have any questions about renting or buying or you have any thoughts on this, please, uh, I don't know if you can comment on podcasts, but share this with somebody, shoot me an email, um, get a conversation started. I look forward to discussing things with you and please make sure you leave me a five-star review or any review. If you leave me a review, I'm going to be giving out some silver and some gold and I've said in past episodes how that's going to work out, but shoot me an email if you leave me a rating and I will see you on the next episode. Thank you and God bless.